You're listening to The Air Attack with BC the Man on HasBeenSports.com. I know What's up, guys? The Air Attack is brought to you by Fable Label. Come on to the timeless popularity of the T-shirt with modern, innovative designs allowing you to stand out from the crowd today. If you're not a fan of Fable Label, trust me, you soon will be. In fact, I'm wearing Fable Label right now, and so can you. Check them out at FableLabel.com. With a shout-out to everybody down at Has Been Sports in Nashville, Tennessee. You can like the show at Facebook.com slash The Air Attack. Follow me on Twitter at BC, a.k.a. The Man. You can also catch every show, by the way, on SoundCloud, okay, at the same uh, name as my uh, Twitter handle. So BC, a.k.a. The Man, on SoundCloud. That's something, obviously, you can do to listen on your phone and whatnot. I've been trying to get the show out there to a few more um, few more people. Um, obviously, opening week in the NFL, uh, some college football you know, craziness. But I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't talked about it yet, but this Donald Trump situation, okay, along with Hillary Clinton, by the way, who it appears right now are going to be your two nominees for president, whether you like it or not. I mean, I don't care if Carly Fiorina likes it. I don't care if Bobby Jindal likes it, who both took desperation heaves this week to try to somehow... Uh, disrupt and uproot the Trump campaign. The guy's not going anywhere. I mean, as much as Hollywood tries to make fun of him, as much as, you know, articles have been written, the Huffington Post and, you know, uh, a couple other, or a couple other uh, you know, um, websites have put out articles along the lines of, he stopped being funny a long time ago, uh, let's stop pretending he's running from president, people, he's winning. And, I mean, he's dominating the Republican race. I, don't, I mean, whether you like it or not, I know Ben Carson's making up some ground. Do you really think Ben Carson's going to be president? you think we're just going to hire a doctor to be president now? Is that what you really think? I don't. I don't think so at all. And I know what you're saying. Hey, Donald Trump is just a businessman. He's not a politician. Well, okay, hold on a second. Didn't Michael Bloomberg go and run New York City pretty well for a couple years? He was a businessman. You know, I, I really, I, I don't, I don't see why one is that different than the other. And if you're going to shit on Donald Trump, you got to come up with some something of actual substance and just screaming and yelling about what a racist he is. And oh my, and Carly Fiorino, oh, feel sorry for me because he called me ugly and blah, 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 blah. Carly, so what? You can't call a woman ugly anymore. So what? And whether he's talking about your personality or your face, who gives a shit? Like seriously, can we grow up already? Can we honestly grow up? It's, it's all I ever hear. I hear a bunch of comedians taking shots at him, take shots at his hair, call him a racist and that's it, but they never really challenge him any kind of policy or anything like that. If you got an issue with him as being president because you don't think he'd be a good president, I'll listen to you talk about that. But stop with the stop with the nonsense about calling him a racist because he, what, because he doesn't want to let every single person come into the Mexican border? You think that's actually good for the country? Are you crazy? you got to be out of your mind. You've got to be out of your mind. I'm going to tell you this, too. Okay, I'm not just blowing smoke here, okay? I actually met the guy. So when you've actually met the guy, okay, and I'll go a step further. I actually worked at one of his golf clubs for almost three years. Okay, I hung out with him. I hung out with people he that he's close to. Okay, I've, I've seen him, you know, while he's trying to do business. I've seen the way he treats his staff. I've seen the people he hires. And I can tell you this, okay, I never once heard or saw him do anything in person or heard of him doing anything that was the least bit racist or sexist. Okay? And he had everybody working for him. He had people from all walks of life working for him. Okay, in fact, there was a woman running that property. Carolyn Kepscher, she used to sit next to him on The Apprentice. He had to fire her, but believe me when I tell you, she earned it. She earned it. She did something stupid. I'm not going to get into it, but she did something stupid. And it's not what you read about in the papers either. Okay, there was a story out there in the papers. That's not what it was. She did something dumb. 
Okay, and he had to let her go. I never saw him once do anything sexist. I never heard him say anything racist. Matter of fact, you want to talk about, he says how the Latinos that work for him love him. That happens to be true, because Donald Trump would pull into his golf club in his Rolls Royce or his McLaren that he would drive himself, by the way, okay, and start ripping off $100 bills. In the pro shop, the guys who worked on the golf course, a lot of Latinos worked on that golf course as landscapers and, and, you know, part of the greens crew, okay, and just ripping off $100 bills. You don't think they like that? I promise you they do. Minorities work there, men work there, women work there. It's just how it was. The guy even lived there. Trump even lived there for six, seven weeks at one point while this place in Manhattan was being renovated. So if you're going to shit all over the guy and tell me that you know about his character, I at least would like to hear that you've actually met him and spent some time with him because I have and you haven't. Okay, and the second thing I want to get on, okay, is Hillary Clinton. Can we stop pretending like Hillary Clinton's never done anything wrong? I mean, how much fucked up shit does one person have to be tied to before we say maybe this person's not a good person? From the Whitewater thing to the Clinton Foundation, okay, to obviously Benghazi, now the email thing where she now finally apologized for her. She's a fucking liar, people. She's not a good person. You think she cares about you? Think she cares about women? Doesn't give a shit about anybody. Okay? She'd sell her own daughter down the river. She thought it would get her, get her elected. She doesn't care about you. It's absurd. Okay? And I'm telling you, you know how I know that it doesn't work to just scream and yell that Donald Trump's a racist? Here's how I know that's, that's true. Because you guys have been doing it now for months, and it hasn't made a dent in his lead. It's actually lengthened it. You're exactly what people are tired of that who want him to win. And I'm not here to endorse anybody, but I'm so tired of hearing the same bullshit rhetoric, especially from comedians. You know what? Tell jokes. Okay, just, just actually tell jokes. Don't sit there and be all pious and act like, oh my God, he's the worst person in the world because he said something I like about Latinos. Okay, grow up. Seriously. You're actually doing a disservice to the real racists out there. Okay, seriously. Okay, there are real racists out there. I don't really think Donald Trump's one of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he said, listen, I know he said some dumb things. I, I will grant you that. He said some, some provocative things, some flamboyant things. Did it ever occur to you that the point was to get you people talking to begin with? Duh. And I want to say something else. Something else on a, on a political note this week that I found shocking. Did the mayor of Baltimore really choose 9 11 to fucking announce that she's not running for re election? I mean, my God, are you fucking serious? Yeah, no shit you're not running for your election. Your fucking city is a toilet, okay? I don't want to hear about Fox News or MSNBC or any media outlets and how they're presenting it. You want to hear some facts? Baltimore has got more murders this year than New York City with one-twelfth the people. No shit you're not running for re-election. But how disrespectful do you got to be to choose 9-11 and make that announcement? Oh, my God. No wonder your city's a disaster, you clown. Oh, no. I, I, wait, wait, do they have a female mayor in Baltimore? Did I just call her a name? Oh, my God. I must be a sexist. I must, I must hate women if I said that. Now she is a clown. What a joke. What an absolute disgrace. I don't even promote my own show on September 11th. Now, mind you, the name of my show is The Air Attack, so that would be a little corny. It'd be a little tacky for me to promote that show on 9-11. All right? I don't do that. What I mean, that's, that is so silly. I mean, you really have to be a, a special kind of clueless to do something like that. You're not running for re-election. No one wants... You wouldn't get re-elected anyway. You, oh, my God. Nitwit. Please. Terrible. What I also found equally clueless as we get to the sports stuff, the NFL this weekend. Why was Train opening up for the NFL in their concert? I mean, can someone explain that to me? My God. Was, what, were Tonic and Hoopastank booked? What the fuck? Yeah, stay tuned, people. We're going to go to New York, and good Charlotte's going to close it out. Then it's the NFL season. And then, boy, do they drag out that pregame thing, especially in New England. 
Holy shit. The only thing they didn't do in that pregame in New England was show, uh, show a uh, screening of The Departed. Oh, my God. You're starting the NFL season with train? Can you guys not come out of your pocket a little more than that? Are you fucking kidding me? How cheap can you guys be? You can't go. Well, you can't make Kanye an offer. Taylor Swift won't talk to you. Come on. You can't get some of the more current. You can't get Rascal Flats. That you can't get anybody. Train? And what are they doing in San Francisco? The only thing I can think of is because the Super Bowl's there. Is that what they're doing now? They do the concert where the Super Bowl's going to be that year. Uh, still, come on. That's not for a long, long time. You know, San Francisco, you know, the, the season is opening in Boston. The, the team that won the championship, I mean, I mean, no matter how they won it, neither here nor there. Shouldn't they get the, the opening celebration? Isn't that how they should do it? They're getting the game. Why not give them the celebration, too? That's how I think. But give them, some, give them somebody people actually want to hear. Train? That's great. If you're a woman between the ages of 38 and 45, we got a special treat for you. Tune in tonight for Train. Holy shit. That comes across as very out of touch and very cheap. I don't know, maybe if someone did the Flategate money, you know, had to come from the uh, the fund for the opening night concert or what. But train? Oh, boy. I don't know. And why was it San Francisco again? Unless it's, it's something to do with the Super Bowl being there. I don't know. Maybe if you destroy your franchise in the preseason, you know, you get to host the, uh, the opening, co the opening uh, kickoff concert. My God. Now, it took the Patriots about, I don't know, five seconds. Uh, this season to come back and find themselves involved in another controversy. Not the one we talked about last week. Not the one where we're finding out now that supposedly from like 2000 to 2007 or whatever, there were employees that were paid, paid to actually go and steal the plays from other teams. You know, is there going to be an investigation into this? It almost seems like, what's the point? Why investigate them? Even when you catch them, you know, you can't do anything to them anyway. Who knows? Who knows? And I, I would, I would almost, I would almost guarantee you at this point, I would almost guarantee you at this point that Robert Kraft would fight any kind of punishment at this point after what happened with Tom Brady in court. He would say, "Listen, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this one line down like I did for the Flategate. You're not taking draft picks. You're not taking money." But here's another controversy, another one. Mike Tomlin says, "Hey, listen, we're hearing the radio, the Patriots radio broadcast in our headsets for the first half, and the press game, the press conference after, and the post game. What do you say? It happens all the time here." And then just let it go. Then said, hey, guys, I don't want to talk about it. And people kept asking him over and over. What, what do you mean it happens all the time? Hey, guys, I said what I said. I want to move on. What, what is, you can't just move on from that. You can't say something like that and just say, oh, I want to move on now. Come on. Oh, yeah, by the way, it happens every single time. We go, hey, listen, you know what? I guess the Pats just get lucky in these situations. They don't have a problem with their own headsets. The opponents have a problem with their headsets. No wonder they're so good at home. Oh my God! I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Tom Brady is not great. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Bill Belichick's not a great coach. I'm not trying to tell you those things. I am going to tell you there's something fucked up about this organization. Okay? If I'm going to give Hillary Clinton a hard time and say, "Listen, how how many different scandals can she be close to before we decide that maybe she's got something to do with it?" Well, I got to say the same thing about these guys, don't I? Oh my God! I mean, you know, stop. You know, whatever. Please. Yeah, listen. It must be. I tell you what. It's all a big. It's all a big conspiracy against the Patriots. People just don't like the Patriots. Okay. You know, maybe maybe the Steelers rigged their own headsets not to work, just so they could say something bad about the Pats. Coaches couldn't communicate with each other. It's a minor disadvantage in the NFL these days. Minor. Minor. I just. I mean, just a small disadvantage. And a game that was that was you know kind of got kind of close at the end. Obviously, you know, if you bet the game, uh, that last touchdown probably affected you. If you bet the side. Um, 
Don't forget, Josh Goby comes out. You can't miss your first two field goals of the year, especially on the road, especially against the Patriots. You can't do that. And obviously, the, the, that's that's the third kicker for Pittsburgh this year. Um, neither defense looked very good. Obviously, D'Angelo Williams, look, he just came out of Memphis. He looked great. He looked like they don't miss Le'Veon Bell at all. I mean, he looked really, really good. The Pats, the one thing you noticed was the defense. The defense got picked apart, and, you know, they're coming up on, on a game against Buffalo this week where I think they're in trouble. The Bills were dominant. I gave you two teams last week. They both won, okay? The Bills and the Cardinals. I didn't give them to you for that particular week, okay? I just said, you know, look out for these teams this season. Well, the Bills were dominant, probably more dominant than the score even indicated against the Colts. Um, the Colts took until about halfway through the third quarter to even get on the board. And I think they beat the Patriots this week. Absolutely, I'm absolutely confident about that. Um, the other game, now, the Thursday night games start on Thursday this year. Okay, there's there's no, you know, waiting till the end of the year, waiting till baseball is over. They're doing Thursday night games right out of the gate. Whether or not that's a good idea, personally, am I, I mean, I like it as a fan. On a, on a selfish level, I like it. But boy, I just don't think it's the best thing for the players. The players are not really fully conditioned yet. They don't do two-a-days. Remember, remember something, they don't do two-a-days anymore in the preseason. And it's just, to me, to make them play, you know, two games in five days, uh, I, I don't think that's a very good idea. Like I said, it's cool. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy watching it. And you get a good one to start. You get a real, real good one to start. You get the Chiefs home against the Broncos. So right away, you get a big AFC West, you know, real, you know, significant division game. Big one. Big one. And I love the Chiefs to win this week. Love them to win this week. They played very well against Houston. But I tell you what, I, I, you know, I think the Chiefs will have a big year. I'm just down on the Broncos. I think with a new offensive line, and I think Peyton Manning really looks like he's in for a tough year. Um, his line is very bad. And you know what? Sometimes that can take time. Sometimes the offensive line can gel and get better in weeks five, six, and seven, okay? But the other thing is this. He looks really beat up. Okay, and Peyton Manning is great. He's an all-time great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nothing It's nothing against Peyton Manning. It happens. Okay, the guy had a broken neck three years ago, so he's entitled to be not himself. You know, I mean, we'll get a real good look this Thursday to see if maybe, you know, it's going to be a tougher year for the Broncos than people think. And I, I honestly think the Chiefs probably should be the favorites in that division. Raiders are nothing. You know, the Raiders just were so awful against the Bengals. The Raiders will probably be terrible again this year. Chargers did beat Detroit, but they had to come from way behind to do it. I think there's I think there's a notch below the other two teams. So it's probably these two teams in the AFC West, and it could very well be the Chiefs this year. And you get a real good look. Now, the other way I'm looking at it is that it's only the first week of the season, right? We're only at yeah, week one, then week two. You know, we play week one, then we play, you know, uh, three, four days later, we play in Kansas City. I know these teams aren't going to be like this at the end of the year. I get it. I get it. But they still count. So you're going to get get into the division stuff real early. The Bills and Patriots, Chiefs and Broncos, those are your two big division games as far as I'm concerned, where, you know, the favorite's going to play a team that could upset them in the division this year. And I think it's kind of interesting to play in a week, too. Um, Two other things from, um, what do you call it, from the NFL. The Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota Mariota showdown was pretty funny. I mean, obviously it went one way. you know, Mariota throws a touchdown on his first pass, and then Winston throws a touchdown on his first pass. Unfortunately, it was another, t- it was another touchdown for the Titans uh, on a pick six. Got booed off the field at halftime. The fans were relentless at Raymond James, and then, and then most of them left. So, I mean, this big showdown. They're all excited. Number one pick. Obviously a controversial guy. Obviously you worry about his character, but you think maybe he's going to make it upward on the field. No, he did not. But, guys, it's week one of their career. Just remember something. Okay? Yeah, Mariota played real well. The Bucks are not exactly the 86 Bears on defense, okay? 
but neither are the Titans, so maybe Winston's performance is even more alarming. I, I don't know, but it's really, it's one game, guys. If you want to look at the first games and even the first seasons of a lot of big-time quarterbacks, it's not like Peyton Manning lit it up early. Troy Aikman didn't light it up early. You know, I'm just saying. So the Bucks do not have a whole lot going on, aside from Jameis Winston, to work with. It's going to take time. Now, if it's week seven or eight, he's going to start hearing it. He's gonna, they're going to start talking about maybe he's putting someone else in their quarterback. At that point, the season might already be over anyway. The, the Bucks weren't going anywhere this year anyway. I know my, my buddy Al from uh, 14A Sports doesn't want to hear that, but it's just the truth. All right, uh, so, you know, the Bucks are the Bucks. The Titans may have a slightly better team, but obviously round one goes to Mariota. First time ever, by the way, two, uh, number one, two draft picks played quarterback against each other in that same season. So that was actually pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. I mean, the high-scoring game was mostly Tennessee scoring, but it was fun to watch. But the fact that he got booed off the field early, oh, boy, tell you what. Hey, Jameis, look at it this way. At least you don't play in, like, New York. At least imagine him playing for the Jets and, and performing like that. It'd be a riot. It'd be a riot at halftime. Yeah, speaking of New York, listen. The Giants, who played well against the Cowboys, came in as six-point underdogs, um, dominated that game, basically. Okay, I mean, aggressive on defense. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to do when, you know, Dallas really doesn't have a running back. Obviously, Des Bryant got knocked out, which, I mean, look, Des Bryant might be a knucklehead, but I, you don't want to see, I don't want to see someone get hurt. I don't. I don't. See him get hit hard? Yeah, sure. See him get injured? No. Don't want to see that. But to hear that they told Rashad Jennings not to score, and they didn't have a, a handle on how many timeouts that Dallas actually had, I'm sorry. That's something you expect from a Pop Warner team, and a very poorly coached one at that. Okay? I mean, look, I, I'm just going to, like, you only get so many games in the NFL. You know, blows a game in the major leagues. Okay, it sucks, but that's one of 162. You can't blow a game this in the NFL. I, I, I'm sorry. You just—it's just something you absolutely cannot do. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. The games are too important. Look, even for me, right? My favorite thing to do is go out on football Sundays, and I tell people, you know, I want to go to a certain kind of place. I, you know, I want a place that has a good TV setup. I want a place where the bartenders know what they're doing. And I try to be a jerk off. I'm not. I'm not really high maintenance when it comes to you know. To be in a bar guest or anything like that, or, or, or a guest at a restaurant, but I don't want to spend my Sunday trying to flag down a bartender because because they're fucking around with their phone or they're just whatever. I want bartenders who are actually on point so I can get back to watching the game. That's all. That's my only concern. I want to be able to see the games. I want to see all the games I want to see. I want the TVs on the right channels. I want good TV setups and, and blah, blah, blah. And I've told people, you know, who try to drag me to other places, whether it's a, a friend, whether it's a girlfriend, whoever. Hey, listen, you know what? I only get so many of these every year. What do you get? Like, like, you know, there's 17 weeks of the regular season, a few weeks of the playoffs, so we only get maybe if you went out every single Sunday, you'd only be able to do it 20 times a year anyway. You know, and look at it the same way from an NFL standpoint in terms of wins and losses. You only get 16 of them. Okay, when you got a game locked up, and I mean, never mind the fact that it's, you know, against the division favorite, in their building, in your division, okay, blah, blah, blah. You got to wrap the fucking game up, and something like that just can't happen. I'm sorry. I like Eli Manning. I think he's been he's been a great giant. You know, I think he's a very good quarterback, maybe a great quarterback. Same thing with Tom Coughlin. Okay? I, I, I mean, I'm big fans of both those guys. That doesn't make it okay. And it's got to fall on more than just, you know, Manning and Coughlin. How does no one catch that on the Giants' sideline? That's fucking awful. 
I know there's a, there's a strange rule in there where the penalty on Dallas, like, stop the clock. I get all that. But you still have to know better. Remember what I said a couple weeks ago about straight out of Compton, how they didn't catch the glitch with the, the hat that Easy e was wearing? How did nobody catch that? Well, how did nobody catch that Dallas didn't have any timeouts left? What are you doing? Oh, I, oh. I mean, uh, you know, it, that was so stunning. I actually, I actually looked away from the TV. I was out Sunday. I actually looked away from the TV. I was talking to someone next to me. And when I look back up, I said, what, what the hell's going on here? Why is there so much time left? Why is that? What, what is, what, 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 Dallas about to win? I didn't think anything of it. That's why you watch, that's why you stay and watch the entire game. You don't go to the bathroom, you don't start, you know, bullshitting with somebody. You actually watch the entire game through. I mean, look, it's only one game. A lot of things can happen. A lot of football's left, blah, blah, blah. But that is just, I'm sorry, that's just terrible. That's, that's like the kind of thing where they'll like, you know, they'll talk about it in like coaching camps. You know, that, that's the kind of thing, like, when you go to, like, a, like a camp, if you want to, you know, if you want to go to, a, like, a camp for, for football coaches, that's the kind of shit they'll bring up. That's one of those kind of plays. Hey, listen, this is the kind of thing you can never let happen to your kids. This is the kind of thing you can never do. This is the kind of thing that's unforgivable. Hey, you'll, ne- you'll never forgive yourself for this. How did it happen? Well, there was a lack of this. There was a lack of that. What, it's, hey, listen, there's a lack of focus. You, gotta, you have to know. You've got to be on top of shit. And how, and how, you know, listen, how nobody on the Giants' sideline caught onto that is just absolutely just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Now, college football, the theme of last weekend was very, very simple. The SEC. The SEC could not have had a tougher weekend. I mean, it was honestly flat-out embarrassing. Um, I think more so than anything else, Auburn going up against Jacksonville State. And I understand Auburn has a big game this week. I know they're playing LSU this week. I get it. Okay? If you're going to sit here and tell me that it's not embarrassing that they had to go to overtime against Jacksonville State and were losing a lot of that game, I'm going to tell you you're absolutely crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, the team with the toughest game was Tennessee, who, again, you know what? They took, they took, they took Oklahoma to overtime. Oklahoma's got a team this year, but Tennessee was up that entire game. It seemed like the entire game they were up 17-3. to All game. And they just could not deliver that knockout punch. And Oklahoma just hung around, and they got some playmakers and a, and a you know, pretty good quarterback and a real gutsy kid and blah, blah, blah. And Arkansas, three touchdown favorites, okay, over Toledo, and you lose at home? I mean, come on. And we're putting 10 teams from this league in the top 25? Come on, guys, enough. I mean, the AP voters, I know you can't watch every single game, especially if you're a coach, because you got to coach your own team. And I know you got to cover a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of games out there. So I'm going to tell you right now, I watch, I watch more football than a lot of your voters in the top 25 poll. Okay, they just don't watch a lot. They basically, they basically just go by what they hear. They go by reputation, and clearly here, given one conference, way, way too much credit. That was a joke. What was going on in the SEC this last weekend? An absolute joke. One team loses at home to a MAC conference team. The other team almost loses to a one double A team. I was uh, during the game. I was talking to a couple guys, and they said, "Hey, what was the spread on that game?" I said, "You know what." I want to say that there actually wasn't a spread in that team, in that game. I want to say there was no spread. And I look up, and it, it was 40. If there was a spread, it was 40. And I say if there was a spread because most sports books wouldn't even offer action on it. And you almost lost that game? Are you fucking kidding me? Number six team in the country? No, they should be out of the top 10. You go to overtime against a 1AA team, you should drop out of the top 10 immediately. That's a joke. 
That's why you can't go by that stuff. That that's why you can't go by that stuff. I'm sorry, but you just can't. It, it's just not. You know, the, the top 25 votes are just they're so meaningless this time of year. The other thing I'll say is this: Notre Dame. Look, I bet against Notre Dame last week because they were given too many points. I really thought after week one, I said, you know what? Let me just. I said I really think Notre Dame may have something this year, but let's see him play a game on the road. Let's see him play two or three games. And they they almost lost to Virginia. Okay, they did lose their quarterback for the year. So, um, what is that guy? Uh, Malik Zaire is out for the year now. Okay, really good. They're bringing a freshman, comes in and throws what will be a legendary pass if Notre Dame makes it to the playoffs this year. They'll look to that pass in week uh, week two and look back on that kid. And that kid maybe, you know, you never know how the, the career is going to play out. You never know what, you know, everything's going to, you know, everything's going to, you know, be when the death settles. But... That kid right there to make that pass in that situation. I mean, it wasn't like it was Notre Dame against Miami, but still, you know what? A loss would have obviously been been devastating for Notre Dame. A lot of people think they have to go undefeated if they want to make the college ball playoff. You know, they had a big game uh, scheduled against Georgia Tech coming up this week, so it was kind of a sandwich game. You know, big game at home against Texas, national TV. Go to Virginia, where Virginia's been very, very tough, especially as home underdogs lately, okay? But to make that pass in that situation, which was a perfect pass, was unbelievable. So Notre Dame might be onto something this year, but I mean, they just barely escaped Virginia with a win. Barely escaped. I know the final score was seven, but they were actually down by two when that touchdown pass was thrown. They were down by two, and then they went, or were they down by two? Or down by one, I guess. And then they went for two to make it a, uh, to make it a seven-point game. So it wasn't like the game was tied. They were down. They were losing. They were trying to drive for a winning field goal. Kansas up throwing the pass of a lifetime, you know, to a very good receiver. That's it. So, you know what? Notre Dame might be onto something this year. But they can't. if they had lost that game to Virginia, that probably would have been it for them. That probably would have been it for their hopes in the playoff. But as bad as the SEC was, maybe not. Maybe not. Because the SEC is obviously, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. This weekend didn't tell you the SEC is overrated. Then you're, you're, just, you're just in a state of denial. That's all there is to it. Now, the biggest story of this past week, if it was anything but women's tennis, would have been Serena Williams getting upset. This is right there with Super Bowl three Jets over the Colts in terms of upsets to lose to this Italian girl who then herself loses in the finals. I mean, was just absolutely terrible. I mean, you know, Villanova over Georgetown. I- insane. Never should have happened. The girl that beat Serena Williams was 300 to one to make the finals before the tournament even started. So that's how absurd it was. It's obviously a terrible break for the USTA and obviously women's tennis in general, because just like a triple crown in horse racing, obviously does nothing but help the sport. Um, obviously, somebody winning a Grand Slam would have been would have been huge this year. And you know, it really sucks. Um, you know, for people who bought tickets for the finals, because the finals end up having two no names where you couldn't give the tickets away. Um, you know, what if you know if you wanted to surprise your daughter or let's say your wife or whoever's a big tennis fan and say, listen, we're gonna go see Serena on Saturday, go for the Grand Slam, and then that shit happens. You know, I mean, it's really, I, I honestly, I don't, you know, I knew a couple people that were talking about getting tickets and didn't do it. If I knew a big tennis fan and they really forked over a lot of money for that, I, I would really feel bad for them. You know, how about if you paid for ad time on ESPN? You know, you pay for the, hey, I, I want some ad space in the women's final, and then that happens. I mean, that would have been the most watched final for the women ever. I mean, there's no question about it. And it would have been, you know, basically a virtual walkover in the final, but that's what the semifinal was supposed to be, too. 
what you talking about? You know, I mean, the match against against her sister was probably the toughest one she had. I mean, it's almost like the entire thing exhausted her from the way she snapped at the reporter. You know, kind of trying to make a fool out of him, which was such an overreaction. I talked about it last week, and she was out of line. Don't get me wrong, she was out of line. But you could almost understand her being exhausted. Having to play her sister, it's like the entire thing just wore her down. And I don't want to sit here and say something as, you know, as simple-minded and as ignorant as, hey, she choked. But let's say this. It's not, it's not like she got beat by the better player. And unfortunately, we know that. So you know what? She gave it a run. She gave it a shot. There's a reason it hasn't happened in so long, bottom line. And that's all the time we got this week on the Air Attack. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out FableLabel.com. FableLabel, come out of Thomas Popular, the t-shirt with modern, innovative designs, allowing you to stand up from the crowd today. If you're not a fan of Fable Label, you soon will, will be. Make sure you check out the Air Attack and all the great podcasts each and every week on HasBeenSports.com. Also, like the show at Facebook.com slash The Air Attack. Follow me on Twitter at BC, aka The Man, right here if I can find it because I'm actually screwing up the end of the show like I always do. This is Beads. Two shots of Patron. I'm EC the Man. See you guys next week on the Air Attack. Thanks.